Upon sight of this first beacon being lit, other fires will start and the whole of Wessex will be called to arms. And if I refuse to become hostage? Then another man shall light the beacon. Why can't you accept me? I've been nothing but truthful to you. Why am I always being put to the test? Why do you not show your king the respect that is due? Because you, Uhtred of wherever, you do not see me as your king. You do not see my god as your god. Lord. I am not finished with you yet. Guthrum is waiting to hear of Ubba's return from Ireland. I need to know when this occurs, sooner rather than later. You are the only man who could possibly provide this information sooner. Yes, it is possible that you will die, but it is likely that we shall all die. You will go to the Danes. How you go, as a Saxon hostage or as a Viking warrior, becomes your choice. Providence, Rhode Island. Welcome to The Last Kingdom with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to the show The Last Kingdom on Netflix. So sit back, relax, and see how England was born. Welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and there's nothing quite like awkward reunions. Mm, truly. Awkward. Truly. <laughs> super awkward reunions. Yeah, that stinks. Like, how, like I mean, I, I understand. Oh, by the way, by the way, I have to, I have to say, I have to do this. That's for Mary, because she got it right. Brita was instantly young Ragnar's girl. You just knew it was coming. I mean... You had to know it was coming. Let's be real. When you can trade up, you trade up. Always trade up. And I'm not saying that Uhtred is a bad trade, but like... What was it? Well, Uhtred's kind of like a Dane trader right now. He doesn't know who he is. He's Mr. Wishy-Washy. Right. That's what he is. Right. He doesn't know what he wants. No. Whereas young Ragnar... Convicted. There you go. Right, full of conviction. Trade up, man. And I, and I suppose and that, that like tattoo on his head. That's kind of badass. It really is. It's like, yeah. It's like you know, I'm not a big face tattoo guy. Me neither. But that one. But I'm. Kind it's like of a in on crown. That. He's like his own crown. Like I'm a king of Danes. Yes. Bow down. <laughs> Bow down. Even though he does have to answer to Abba and and uh, Guthrum at the moment. Uh, truly, truly. Well, before we get into this episode, we wanted to remind you that um, you can find Blake and I on all sorts of social media. So for those of you who are tuning in just via your podcast app, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. Those of you who are already following us on one of those, you can find us on the others. Just search Mary and Blake. There's actually not a lot of Mary and Blake couples out there. <laughs> so it's really simple. You can also go to our website, maryandblake.com. Blake created a most spectacular website. It's absolutely beautiful. And we do want to, of course, take this moment to thank those of you who are our patrons at jointhenerdclan.com for making this possible. Honestly, not only being able to fiscally support this mom and pop podcast, but also you chose the last kingdom so it's thanks to you that this is possible if this show brings you joy and you are not yet a member head on over to join the nerdclan.com and for as little as two dollars a month you can make this continue impossible all right let's get into the show
So before we get into the rest of the show, I, I do want to say one thing. This okay. month has been very hard on Mary and I for, yes. for reasons that we have yet to make public. Uh, but I wanted to say thank you if you are listening along uh, in real time. Thank you so much for your patience with this episode and uh, our irregular uh, episode structure uh, as it is. There have been some things that have been going on that we will share, I think, in the relatively near future. Uh, but just know that it's been a lot this past month. And we appreciate all of your patience, all of your listening, and all of your engagement that we have received. By far, this is one of the most engaged podcasts that we have. Yes, and, truly. And we're only three episodes in, right? So Now four. Now four. So uh, I, I just – please know that we are very thankful. We are very blessed. Uh, everything is okay. It's just, it's just a, some things that are happening. Life throws a curveball sometimes. Wanted... We get a couple of curveballs at once. So oh, you know we're hanging right. in there. But it's thanks to you and your support that we are able to keep this ongoing. As Blake said, we are so appreciative. So let's jump into this episode. Tell me some of the details. Episode four, Marvin, is directed by Anthony Byrne, who has directed the last episode, episode okay. three. And the writer was, once again, the showrunner, mm-hmm. Chris Bouchard. Your shields rating, as it were, Mary? Um, I'd say like a 4.7. I'm still kind of like holding oh. steady around that around that range. You know, good, fine. Still don't know who I love. Totally nailed it with the Brita situation. Definitely did. Um, I love the whole like, you need to be traded for 10 people. And yet Uhtred still lives. I love so much about this. So 4.7. I still don't have a person to love, which is holding me back from my generally very high ratings that I do with episodes. How about you? I'm giving this one a 4.6. Hey, look at us. We're pretty much neck and neck. Yeah, we're right around there. And I am finding myself in that range yeah. right now. Um, let me say this. The, the, the craft of this show is excellent. Mm. Whether it, it is the direction or the cinematography, the writing, uh, the blocking, all, all of it is just right. It, it, it has, I think, what Game of Thrones had, I think, early on, and I know I keep saying I don't want to make these comparisons, but you are. But I am. Uh, and there's one thing that really stands out to me, uh, me that is both good and bad. Out of nowhere, Ubba's brother dies, and Ubba has to leave to go to Ireland okay. to avenge his death. That's what you do. That's true. For me, that's one of those events that is nice and convenient, which I don't like. Listen, Abba seems like he gets into trouble, so I assume his brother does too. But you just made a very excellent point, Mary. Abba does things that are like this. Mm-hmm. And you get a, an immediate sense of his character knowing that right off the jump. Because of that, one of the things that I love about this episode is there are – um, little decisions that are made. Hmm. Things that you would think that are non... Uh, not super duper important. Yeah, not super duper important. And they have consequence. Yes. And there is a lot of consequence. Nice. Regardless of whether or not you think it's convenient, there is an effect... There is an... Um, there is an effective consequence to all these Little actions. ripple effect. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. All right. Uh, your GBG, Marvin, you're good. You're bad. And you're... Great. My good. Bow chicka wow wow. Utrecht got a hot bride. <laughs> Lucky duck, right? You have no idea. It's like we're going to lift up that veil and bada bing, bada boom, she's gorgeous. My right. bad. King Alfred, 
Still not a fan of him. I do not understand why Uhtred just did not say, cool, I'm in here in a castle with my friends and the Danes, and I could literally stay here. Why does Uhtred have to stick by his vow? <laughs> why? It's because he's got a kid, and he's got a hot wife. But still, like, still, I think even without the kid and the hot wife, he still would stick to his vow. Yeah. Shame. Yep. Shame, shame, shame. Am I great? Is young Ragnar. Young Ragnar, first off, Shame. hello, hot, <laughs> face, tattoo. face tattoo, not normally my thing, but down with it here, well done, Brita, trading up, moving on up, um, but just standing up for Uhtred, like, no, tonight we drink, and then making sure that he doesn't get killed, like, young Ragnar, I might be rooting for you, of all people, what is going on? I don't even know, Blake, what's your GBG? <laughs> uh, my good, first is, this, these Great scenes that are um, somewhat close to each other. The first one being um, Uhtred having to talk with the king uh, about his loyalty and how the king is giving him everything, essentially. He's giving Mm. him a wife. He is making an avenue for Uhtred to have an heir now at this point. Uh, He's giving him land. Uh, He's giving him, he's making him an elderman. Whether or not people believe in Uhtred as an elderman is, you know, it's, that's up to them and it's really up to him whether or not that happens. But at the, towards the end of the episode, Brita is looking at Uhtred saying, what are you doing? You're yes. Alfred has given you all of these things and he has done all of this stuff for you, but you're still here. Like you're being sent as a prisoner exchange. And Alfred knows full well that if Ub comes back, you're D.E.D. dead. What are we doing? What are you doing? Are you, do you think that this is, like, do you think that this is normal? I just love Ubba's name because for those of you who have watched The Descendants on the Disney Channel, it is generally geared to like six through 12 year olds. It is a movie, a three part movie of the descendants of the evil, like villains from Disney movies. There's a bad girl named Uma and she's Ursula's daughter. <laughs> yeah. And she sings like, what's my name? What's my name? Uma. And now I hear, <laughs> like, because he's just so bad and his name provokes fear and like all these big things happen. Yeah. Even when he's not even there, when right, he's not right. even there, Uba's name and his the retribution that he could be having causes impact. Yeah, which which again lends to that extraordinarily effective characterization for these characters that mm-hmm. are just ancillary, really. Um, I mean, Uba is more than an ancillary character, but still, I mean, regardless, he's not a main character. And the fact of the matter is, too, there's also this great dichotomy between King Alfred, who just tr- is treating Uhtred with like like dirt and there's young Ragnar who's treating him like a brother brother. what why are you giving your allegiance to these Saxons what are we doing Um, the bad for me was Uhtred fights his way through all of the through all of the Vikings. Okay. Uh, through all the, the swashbuckling yeah. mayhem of get me out of this castle. And he does it. And uh, eventually he does get overwhelmed. And there does come a point where young Ragnar comes to his defense and says, no, if you want to kill him, you got to go through me. Okay. For me though, Guthrum allowing Uhtred to go seems flimsy at best. Hmm. It seems like the, it happened because the show needed it to happen. If Guthrum says, no, nah, uh, well, show's over. Right. So, 
they're put in this corner. I mean, but on the flip side, young Ragnar has so much of his army, and he even says that, like, if you kill me, my guys won't fight with you. So I'm going to challenge you on that because I do think that young Ragnar has enough status that if Gutra did that, it would have made whatever. See, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I just made like everybody else together. You know, Mildred, Guthrid. Alfred, Mildred, whatever. <laughs> Just you know what? The guy with the, his mom's rib in his hair. Yeah, that guy, the G guy. Uh, yeah, I understand that reasoning. Yeah, I get it, and I almost didn't put this as my bad. Just because of that, like uh, there, I think is... he has enough street cred. I think he has enough backing where he can say that. Yeah, but then Guthrum says something that is questionable to me which is i'll do i'll do you this one last charity hmm. who's he saying that to is he saying that to utrid is he saying maybe that both, to Blake, is he both. saying that's a ragnar you know it, i mean it could be both yeah. uh and i just wonder why you know well because it's not his battle to fight you know, yeah. like he's not so high up that Uhtred to him doesn't really matter. Like Uhtred doesn't hasn't like done anything bad to him per se. Right. He still is fine. You know, I mean, he's not bloodthirsty like Abba. Yep. It wasn't his dad that got killed. So really, I think he's kind of like, whatever. He's a pain in my butt. But sure. Go. Fine. Yeah, whatever, Goodbye. Fine. Uh, so but that does put us in conflict between Guthrum and and young Ragnar. Okay. What is going to happen after this? And what is Abba going to have to say about it? I mean, young Ragnar just stuck his head out on, on the limb here uh, to, yeah. to protect Uhtred. And Abba, I'm sure, ain't going to feel good about that. Oh, yeah. So, especially considering Uhtred. And, and then Uhtred goes and lights the fires. So, yeah. Right, Abba's yeah. Not this, this, is not, this is going to be This is going to be a BFD, if, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, the great for me, though... Is the transition porn once again? I hate the word porn, so can we switch that for a different language? Because it just doesn't go with my vibe. Um, perhaps. Thanks. Maybe the transition. The trans. <laughs> the transition magic. Well, regardless of whatever it is, the transition is fantastic, and that is when the show just trusts its audience, and awesome. that is when it shows Mildred taking a bath in the lake, turns around. And Bye she's babe. pregnant. And yep. it doesn't give you something obvious. It's not telling you. It is showing you. It's not giving you some uh, letter card that says nine months later. You know, like it yeah. just you you instantly know immediately. And it doesn't this it does it in this beautiful and artful way that just trusts its audience. Yes. It allows its audience to say, oh yeah, okay, you're pregnant. Whoa, you are pregnant. And, and you guys take baths in really cold lakes. <laughs> like so beautifully. They're not like, oh, I need to hurry up. Like, right, they're just right. totally cool washing in these lakes. Uh, so, yeah. That, I know that, that, that's not the point you were getting at, but it's something that stands out no, to it me. Make, makes total sense to me just because I, I hate cold lakes. I hate cold water. <laughs> just let, let me see. You sit. would not have survived. Even though your name is Larson and you're a Dane. That's true. You wouldn't have survived. They definitely would not. Or at least you just would have been stinky. Uh, so, <laughs> much of there's anything different now uh, about mm -hmm. that then to, to what uh, how I am now. Um, all right. So, Mary, what stands out to you in this episode? What, what are, what's the thing that you love? Mm, like well, not love, love, but like, not, but like, what just what stands out to you when you think about this okay, episode? So we've what's got the first Mowage. thing? Mowage is what brings us together to die. <laughs> Let's talk about some marriage, okay? We've got this like arranged no! marriage going on between Old Otter. It's his Otter. goddaughter, <laughs> yeah, O D D A, and Young Otter, 
wants her. Wants Mildred. Yeah, there's a there's a presumed history between these two. And he's like, I want my dad's goddaughter, whatever that means, whatever incestual thing or possibly non incestual thing, but I want her and I'm ready to buy her. And Udrid's like, nah, man, nah. I'm what gonna a, take her. What a dink move, by the way. By D I N K for those of you who may be wondering. Yes. What a what a crazy move. By by taking the 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 bridal cost. Money. Yeah, and just like he's supposed to give her thirty three pieces and, and instead young Otta just gives him gives her 18 what uh, it just hurts mildreth like what are you doing young otter you're such a little pebble in my shoe yeah i just don't like him so we've got that and then we've got the beautiful reveal that mildreth is actually gorgeous gorgeous darling yeah. and which utrid's onto it i loved his ride home where he's like so you're beautiful props to you how did this happen awesome i'm pumped but like you're also beautiful uh, what's the get? So let's talk about this real quick because I love what happened and I love the result of what happened. Okay. Again, these are decisions, small decisions that are, are, are that are affecting huge ripples mm-hmm. that now are going to start guiding our characters. Uh, Udrid takes a wife because he wants to be an elderman and his first inclination is to say, yep, yep. Okay. Let's do it. 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 I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. Without doing any, no, without due asking diligence. the questions, what's included? What are the strengths? He's just like, cool, I get to be an elderman. One of my favorite moments of this episode is a small moment between he and Father Bianca, which is, if I knew that this was going to happen, I wouldn't have done it. And Father Bianca says, it's not a secret. Mm-hmm. It's not a secret. Mm-hmm. If you just showed up and you paid attention, yes. you would have known. Yes. Love that moment because yes. it does show you that Father It shows father, him his youth, that he is just impatient. Right. And it shows you that this now small decision, well, not a small decision, but this decision of saying, okay, I want to be an elderman. Yeah. This laser focus, this thing has now brought Uhtred into this place where he is indebted to the church mm-hmm. and thereby the king for, for 2,000 shillings. Which, which I don't even moment, know what that means. Who knows what the equivalent Let's is. Let's just say it's $2 billion. Yeah, it's like $2 billion. Because that was his reaction was like, <laughs> What? Excuse me. Uh, yeah, exactly. I can't get a loan for that much. What do you... Talk about this power play from King Alfred. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on this, Marvin? This guy plays chess. He could be on the the Queen's Gambit. He's a thinker. He's a thinker. He may not eat meat, but he thinks. He thinks like five steps ahead. Yes. I mean, even when you get to see how he is with with the G guy, with the rib in his hair. Um, Guthrum. Guthrum. I got you. You know, where he's like, I know he's got this castle or this fortress and it's totally good, but they don't have enough food. Like, he's able to put out those those pieces in his mind far enough in advance. He's able to say, these are the 10 that I'm going to give. So this guy, as much as I think he's a weasel, he's a smart weasel. And there's an, uh, another great episode, um, episode uh, scene that occurs in this episode where... Um, Uhtred goes to talk to King Alfred and there in Alfred is there in he's if you notice he's rubbing his stomach like by where his liver is Uhtred is? Uh, no King Alfred okay because it's noted and actually uh, listener Denise Stewart she told me this that it was widely suspected that King Alfred the real King Alfred uh, was um, ailed by Crohn's disease and that affects your liver and the whole yeah. thing. And he's like rubbing it because he's in pain. But uh, as Uhtred is walking up and they're having this conversation about Brita, uh, not Brita, um, Mildred. 
where he's saying, if you just told me, blah, 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 blah. Yes. And the king says, it wasn't a secret. You have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. That's your problem. Mm-hmm. The, the the blocking in this scene is awesome because in the foreground is uh, King Alfred and his whole face dominates probably about half the picture mm-hmm. showing that he is in control of the situation. Whereas in the mid-ground, there is Uhtred off to the smaller. left. Smaller, showing his stature, showing his relation mm-hmm. to King Alfred and what is happening. But far in the distance, in the background, in between Uhtred and Alfred, is Father Bianca coming in between both of them if, Bless uh, his heart. Uh, out of focus. Uh, and how it, it is showing, in my opinion, it's a physical representation of how Father Bianca has to be the bridge that brings these two together. Maybe he's who I'll love. And if he dies, then I'm really going to have a problem. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, what do you think about Aylesworth, the, the king's wife? How she's oh, like, funky yeah, braid girl. Funky, how, and classless. she's like, very classless, just wants nothing to do with, with Uhtred. All set with her. And she's just, she's like, yeah, she's, guys. You know, she's, she's that girl that was just rich in high school and that's what made her popular. She's not nice. She's not pretty. She's not a star athlete. She's not smart. She's just rich. That's it. Mm-hmm. And she can like buy her friends and she can <laughs> wear the cool clothes, but she's not nice. And she knows that she could do whatever she wants. I don't know if you guys all went to like places where there was definite econ- economic class, you know, dissension, but that's what it was like in my school. And it was like, how are you even popular? <laughs> oh yeah, you got loads of cash. And that's what it is with this woman. And she just kind of throws her weight around of pretty much I'm the queen yes. and I'm going to do what I want and, and I she, can say what I want. Can you believe she tells Mildred, hey, yeah, hopefully he dies. Like hopefully he dies in battle and everything will be fine. No. Because Mildred, Mildred comes off to seem like she really does care about Uhtred. You know, right. she's, their she relationship, their relationship does seem mm. equitable. Like yes. it, it's, it's an honest relationship, one that you can believe in. Yes. Even after he freaks out on the road, you know, towards her and, and, uh, and he's like, yeah, no, you're tired. Go to, go to bed and I'll see you later, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like all of those things are true, right? Um, but then he apologizes, and then obviously we have the transition showing her pregnant, and 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 she even says to Aylesworth, Mildred does, yeah, he's he's good to me, yeah, he is really good, and I okay. I believe her. The thing I like about Mildred too that when Aylesworth says to her, yeah, maybe he dies, Mildred gives her a look that if if looks mm-hmm. could kill that woman would be she'd be a one Thanos snap away from death. Yes, just. Just totally dusted. And I like that. These, these little things, these little things that keep popping up, it just shows you that Mildred, I think, is subservient, but she, I don't think she's as strong as Brita. That doesn't, I don't get that sense. No, I But agree. I do get a sense that she is I like powerful her. in her own way. I like her and I, I like where her mind's at. She seems to make choices that I can agree with, that I can stand behind. You know, she's a young woman. She's a young mother, about to be mother. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay with Mildred so far. I'm rooting for her. There's also a great scene too, and I want to get your thoughts on this. When, um, when Alfred is talking to Uhtred about Abba and Uhtred says to him, yeah, well, you know, he's going to, he's going to come and whether or not he comes back to Wessex, it's really going to be up to his 
sorcerer, you know, or his, his advisor story. story. Uh, and Alfred gives this almost condescending smirk, like, yeah, okay, guy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You want you to go talk to your sorcerer, but the show, it show the show is, is, is giving us Alfred making that kind of assumption. But Mary, what are your thoughts about, Alfred almost being subject to the same kind of advisory capacity. Um, it's not from a sorcerer-like story, but it's from God. Like he is clearly not eating meat, even though he should. He is so he he, he has his he gruel. Should. If he, it's if someone gave him the advice that he shouldn't be eating meat, and maybe it's because when he's eating meat, he's got tummy aches. I, I mean, it's certainly possible, but I mean, he. He goes for his gruel, and Uhtred has his his debt. I like that line too. Mm. That's a great line. Um, but I just, there, I think there's a non judgment from the show itself that Alfred is blindly following God's orders. Like, okay, I'm going to go pray. We're going to do this, and and it also, I think, has. I don't- feel that way really how come like I, I i definitely find that he is devoted to his faith and he cares about it and he cares about even his faith going into to the g guy with the mommy rib mm-hmm. um you know I, I definitely feel like he is devoted and driven by his faith but i also feel like he's a very learned man through all the things that he's read and he continues to write i think that he thinks very thoroughly through his actions so i don't think that he is like abba where he just puts all of his faith into one mythical storyteller it's not that he just goes and he prays and by Bada bing, bada boom, the first thought that comes in his mind, it must be from God and this is it. I think that he is very calculated. Yes. So yes, he's driven by faith, but I think he's also driven by um, information and, and history and um, makes very educated guesses into what he should do. What um, I, I suppose then the more accurate term would be just disrespect uh, or a, a total lack of respect that Alfred has for the Danes and their culture. That I can appreciate. I think that, but I don't think the show makes a judgment on that. No, I agree. I think the show is just trying to say like each of them has their own pluses and minuses. They are humans. You know, no matter what, they're humans. You can cheer for whoever you want to cheer for, but like they're both eating, breathing, sleeping humans who have their own families and their own devotions, but they're able to show us. And it is, it's an interesting thing that the show does that it's able to be in that gray zone where we're not necessarily rooting for anybody. And in that sense, we're all Uhtred. You know, you just took the point right out of my mouth because I think what this show does is it very clearly puts us in Uhtred's perspective. I would say 95% of the time we are very much in Uhtred's POV. And because the show doesn't make a judgment on either necessarily, it, it allows us to be within Uhtred's POV. Like naturally, as the show progresses, so we could make our own decisions off of that and still see, I think, Uhtred's poor analysis of what's happening yeah. and how he just keeps running into things. And you'd you want him to think you we, want him to be smarter than what he is. We almost get to be the godlike story like approach. We get yeah. to see things from the outside and see how the the chess pieces are moving, and we get to see Uhtred and go, "Oh no, honey, no, no, no!" Because uh. we've got this this viewpoint where we can see everyone almost as equals. Yes, and see how things are lining up. Well, one thing that happened too was when uh, Father Selbix was introduced. 
You uh, knew you knew that poor log carrier, he was going to be dead by episodes. You knew it was going to happen. He was like, do I really have to go? Yes, you do. Yes, yes you, you do, Guys, puking, knows he's got to go talk to Guthrum, is giving it the honest to goodness, gracious chance of, of making this happen, and you knew he was going to be a red shirt. Like, just goodbye, good night. Red shirt, law carrier, basically just an extra who gets killed. You yeah. never see again. <laughs> and it, it was funny how Uhtred even told him that, like, you know, we're all going over and this is going to stink. And if Oba does come, we are all killed. You first. You're the first to die. And that does come true. Yep. He was, in fact, the first to die. And Guthrum has this great moment where he is at like this dais. Well, not the dais, but like the the part of the church where they have all of the relics and all the other stuff. And he says, okay, God, uh, if I'm here, strike me down. Nothing yeah, happens. Yeah, I thought not. Nothing happens. Um, I, I like that. I like that moment. And I, there's also this great bit of dark humor. <laughs> it almost reminded me of Monty Python. Okay. When both of the Viking parties and <laughs> and the and the saxons and the pass saxons. each other they're like oh hey hi how hey, are you hey. yeah, all right hopefully uh, see you in a little bit yeah god bless <laughs> that was funny because like what do you do and i think it was led by utrid uh, like i wish i could zoom in or figure out is it utrid just being like hey how's it going hey bye good luck yeah see you later but it's just we all don't matter like that's what stings yeah. they just said who do we not care about if they live or die just round those 10 up shove them over so now you know where you stand right oh my goodness what happened to the 10 dane uh the 10 danes that the saxons had i think there was a mention that they died that they killed them probably i think there was a mention i i would run away like i just don't understand all these people like sticking to things once again if i was utrid and i was stuck inside this fortress and ragnar said do you want to come my team yes i'll find a way to go steal my wife because that's the other thing. Now he has the wife and he has the kid. So I appreciate yeah. that. But on the flip side, like, buddy, come on. Why does everyone have to, like, stand by their word in this time frame? Nobody cares about I you. Know. And that's the thing. Like, Alfred really, I think he does care about Uhtred, but only to his own benefit, right? Like, he even says, if, if you don't do it, somebody else will yeah. go light the beacon. Yeah. But if you do it, and if you die... Well, I'll get rid of your debt. Maybe so your, your debt dies with, with you. So there, I think there is valid reason for Uhtred to do what he is doing, even mm -hmm. though that there is a possibility that he could croak. Like yeah. there, there is an absolutely valid, there's a valid choice behind mm -hmm. that. Like mm -hmm. either you do it and, and you don't, like either you do it and you live or you die yeah. or you don't do it. And now you got bigger issues Okay, because now the king will not trust you whatsoever and will not grant you anything that you need. I mean, but if you're not a Saxon, then who cares about the debt that this this king thinks you need to pay? Absolutely. But the problem is that you have a wife and kid now, oh. and that is your son or daughter or whatever, whoever it could be. That is your future. That is what you've lived yeah, for. Poor. poor job, Uhtred. You yeah. didn't think things through. No, definitely not thinking things through. Um, and then he escapes and he does light everything. So I, I don't know what happens. Like, does he still get his debt forgotten? Like no. that? No, that debt remains. That sucks. Everyone's dead. I'm super strong and I've got like cunning <laughs> skills and I magically survive and I still go light your lantern. Uh, Not great, Bob. No. Get your wife and go away. Oh, she man, probably would be down with the Danes. If she's down with Uhtred, she'd probably have loads of fun. What did you think about Uhtred's choice to not necessarily 
go with the Danes or go with the Saxons, but just remaining true to it, despite the fact that he's having all this fun with Ragnar and Brita and what was, what would your choice be, Marvin? If you- I would stay with the Danes. You would stay with the Danes? Yeah. Even though you got a wife and kid? I'd go back and get them someday. Interesting. Interesting thoughts. Because you know where they are now. Like, you know where they live. You know where you live. You could go get them. Just let everyone think I'm dead. It's an interesting choice. Especially with the- Just cut my hair. Go incognito. Wear some glasses. Wear the the mustache glasses. How's it going? I am- um, I'm Bootred. I am, yes. Bootred. Son of Bootred. And I'm here just to hang out with Mildreth. Like- Everyone would have thought he was dead. Uh, just go incognito. That's a good See, point. See, it's because he's not smart. He's not thinking things through like a chess player. No. You know what? You know what he's not? It's not Mary. He's not a Ravenclaw. No, he's not. Oh, oh, oh no. He is definitely not a Ravenclaw. What, what, what house are you putting him in? Uh, I'm going to put him as Hufflepuff. I don't even think that. Really? No. Gryffindor? Definitely is not a Slytherin. Why not? He's yes, not he's smart too dumb. enough to be. <laughs> yeah, he's too dumb to be a Slytherin. <laughs> and, uh, um, see, I do think he's selfish enough as a Slytherin. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I need some more time with You're a wizard, Harry. Harry Potter Hogwarts house he'd be in. But yeah, he is not a Ravenclaw and he is not a Hufflepuff. <laughs> Those two are out. Well, the fact that he keeps showing loyalty to Alfred, though, does I mean, he suggest he might be a squib. Me. Let's be real. <laughs> I'm voting squib right now. <laughs> you know what? Squib. Absolute squib. Good job. Possible half breed. Good. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. I like that. I think he's hot. Okay. Squibs can be hot. Squibs can. I mean, uh, Mrs. Fig isn't. She's no looker, but she is. She's. She is a good. Maybe squib. she was in her early days. Okay, give her a break. Okay. Non Harry Potter people are like. What are let's you wrap talking this up. about? All right. Anything else? No. No. Okay. All right. Let's. Uh, Let's do our destined to be theory of the week, shall we? We shall. Marvin, you got one? Opa's coming back and he's going to be mad. He's going to be pissed. He's going to be mad. <laughs> you know he's coming back. He he's always back. mad. Well, he is back because he lit the lanterns. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So that's he's right. back. Yep. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Opa's back. Tell a friend. Well, guess what? Utra <laughs> That's exactly did. Exactly what happened. Utra did. Uh, so I think Abba's coming. Come back. Abba's gonna be mad. Um, I think Utra's gonna be pumped to be a daddy. And um, I really don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Abba's back. Yeah. All right. I'll give you my. I'll give you my destined to be theory, theory of the week. Okay. Um. Uh, Ub is back, obviously, and Uhtred does light the uh, beacons. Everything is everything's on the up and up. Here's the problem. I've been so concerned with Uncle Ska back in Bebenberg, and I've Who? been uh, remember his uncle that wanted them dead. Oh, the Saxon. Yeah, who the, took over Bebenberg? Yeah, the his the God bless you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he wanted them dead, and he teamed up with um, Evan. Right. Evan. No. Wait. What's his name? <laughs> Kiratan. Uh, no, but his son. Oh, it's his what? son's name. What? Kirtan's son. It's oh, oh, Sven. Idishay <laughs> Sven. Yes, Idishay Sven. Okay, yes. so Uncle Scar teamed up with Idishay Sven and Kirtan. Yes. And so you're worried about Uncle Scar? No, but I was. And Sven I was. Th- th- and Kirtan? There's a whole thing that's going on there. Who 
cares about them? They're well, busy. Well, you know, uh, Uhtred cares about them because there is this whole thing that he and Ragnar he wants are going bag, to have. God bless you. He, he, he and Ragnar are going to have to go kill uh, Kiartan. Like, uh, oh, I yeah, will go team. to it and we're going to back, you know, tag team where it's okay. at. Um, that's going to happen. But I was so concerned with Uncle Scar and I'm so, I was so concerned with King Alfred. Oh, I'm not concerned about any of these people. That I didn't see who I think is going to be the real problem until this episode. Is it Ragnar? No, absolutely Ragnar? not. Nope. Mildred? No. The Queen? Though I do, I do have a, I have a scorching hot destined to be take about Mildred. Scorching hot. Okay. Well, who is it? Come on, land she, the plane. She's well. First of all, scorching hot uh, take. Yeah. She's going to die in birth. Um. Well, that's not nice. That's what I'm, I'm telling you. She's going to die in birth or something. So she's going to die by season's end. Going to happen. <sighs> she's so cute. Going to happen. That's sweet. Um, she probably makes great muffins. The, the, <laughs> she, you know she you makes know the best she muffins. she has like a blueberry cobbler muffin recipe. Oh, And everyone's like, oh, we love we love summer. Mildred comes. She's got the muffins. Just smells like muffins for weeks. <laughs> you know what? You know what the best thing is? It's not stodgy in the middle. No. Not stodgy. Perfect. Perfectly light, airy. Flaky. Fl- <laughs> a little crumble on top. We've been watching way too much British baking Okay, show. so what is your bad guy? The bad guy? Yeah. Young Otta. Young Ew. Otta is setting himself up here. You you think that he's... He's a little you, rat. You think he's a little rat, right? Mm. I get it. I'm young Otta. But, this, <laughs> but, but there's this whole thing that keeps happening with he and Mildred. And the way that he is positioning himself. He's the pebble in the shoe. He is the real issue here. Um, he and, like, I love the back and forth between he and Uhtred. Like, Uhtred's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to marry this girl. I'm going to plow her. And then he comes back. He's like, yeah, you know, I just want to let you know. It was a she pleasure. Was it was a pleasure to plow her. Pleasure. <laughs> Young Ada is going to be Jelly. The, the big issue. Okay. And, I, can, I can see that, and very much like Littlefinger. I think in Game of Thrones. Uh, yes, absolutely. And further betrayals, I think, are going to be coming from him. You know what's crazy? Snape, Littlefinger, and Young Otter all want a redhead, and they're all like sniveling and like crabby and jealous. Let's be real. If you're a redhead, you're in hot demand. <laughs> That's true. Good point. Good point. But I think Alfred will unwitting like he will believe. Young Otta's crap. Yeah. And I think that will set up further conflict between Young Otta and everybody else. Okay. Uh, but p- specifically he and Uhtred. So that is my destined to be theory of the week. I'm down. That and Mildred is dead by season's oh, end. Oh, gosh, you're so mean. Oh, that's what I'm telling you. Are you ready to close this out? Mm-hmm. All right, let's close it out. This episode is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things beauty and skincare. In addition to being a mom, and in addition to being like a full-time nerd podcaster, I also love to help people feel more confident and creative with makeup and skincare. And if something as simple as mascara can brighten your day, can make you feel better about yourself, then gosh darn it, I want you to get the best mascara. I actually have a discount going on for those of you who are our listeners. If you go to MinuteWithMary.com slash discount, you're going to get a 15% off discount off my waterproof mascara. Perfect for swimming in the 
ocean, the pool, being at cookouts, all that kind of stuff, shedding tears if Mildred dies. I really hope that's not true. <laughs> uh, you can find all my other stuff by searching the hashtag Minute with Mary on Facebook. I've got an exclusive group there that I would love for you to join. One other thing I wanted to mention too is I know Mary, you don't like this word, but the cinematography porn on this at, at the end of this episode. You just need to find a different word. Okay, fair enough. Expand your literature. Your, I will. You know, okay. Repertoire. The cinematography by the end when they're light when when he's lighting the beacons. Oh my goodness gracious! Just why this show is just so spectacular. Like it's just again the craft. I agree. The craft is incredible. I just wish you would find somebody you loved. <laughs> just wish. It might be Father Bianca. It could be. Could be. I think he's going to be a big deal. I'm rooting for him. I don't see him dying anytime soon. Better not. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, on that note, my name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. Destiny is all. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 